0: Here's a news flash. Surprise, surprise. Well, wow, look at you. The whole world is watching for my next move. Oh my God. Times have changed. There are no rules.
1: You're gonna love it. Hi, and welcome to Skip Intro, the podcast from Binge, all about the world's best television. Each week we're here to discuss the biggest news shows on binge, along with our dinner party recommendations. My name is John Bohm here with Ali Herbert Burns, and together we look after all the great TV and movies that you see on Binge. Hi, Ali.
0: Hi, John. How are you
1: going? Good, good. This week we're talking about two of my favourite genres of television. Oh. Reboots and spin-offs.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As genres now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Ty- types of television.
0: Well, we've got a reboot of Rockwiz, which, yeah, is back after a few years, isn't it? It's moved yep. channels and, yeah, we've got that much to talk about. And then we've got Beyond Paradise for those... Armchair detectives at home that have followed Death in Paradise, where a British detective is uh, trying to solve mysteries on beautiful islands in the Caribbean. We have a new location, but a returning detective in Beyond Paradise. Plus, our dinner party recommendations—the hidden gems that we tell our friends about over dinner.
1: Awesome. Well, I guess speaking of dinner, Lexa head to the pub for a uh, rock quiz. Love music. Trivia and comedy. Well, new Rock Quiz will blow your ass. Nearly seven years after its final season, beloved music trivia series RockWiz is back with a brand new series. Julia Zamiro returns as host, along with a raft of A-list Aussie musicians, including Jimmy Barnes, Vance Joy, Tina Arena, Ben Lee, Dan Sultan, and more. Ali, we've gotten pretty deep on this podcast in the past about some of my core passions in life, television, Canberra. <laughs> I think I'm ready to reveal the third one of my third core passions. Oh, it is the Pillars of John. Yeah, the Pillars of John, which is related to Rockwiz, I haven't just completely gone off on a tangent, is cover songs. Like nothing excites me more than a good cover of a song
0: Okay, we're decades
1: deep into friendship and I did not know this. Yes, it is. There you go. I prefer covers to originals. Apologies to every original artist out there slugging their heart out. But I say that because Rockwiz, for people who aren't familiar, ran on SBS, my former employer, from 2005 to 2016. It started the same year as Spics and Specs, which is also still on the air. And after a little hiatus, we're really excited to have it over on Binge. We're dropping new episodes every Friday and it's kind of just a great way to cruise to the weekend.
0: It's so true, isn't it? Music, yes. chilling, put it on in the background Saturday evening.
1: Whenever you want to relax.
0: <laughs> and so the name, Rock Wiz, there's a quiz component, but the other part of this, for those that haven't seen it before, is actually there's live performances. This week in the first episode, we had two artists perform. And like you said, that's a big part of it. So it kind of starts the show almost with some live music, which is super cool. And then you kind of get stuck into the quiz part, which is certainly the bit about it I love the most. Also a good balance of kind of really well-known artists and also up-and-coming.
1: Up-and-coming artists, yeah. And ordinary folk. The artists are joined by some very passionate music fans on both teams. And what I love about this is the general public that's on the show are like so passionate about music too. So it's great to see their passion and deep love for this music also come through.
0: So, so yeah. in this first episode, how clever, on one of the teams, there's a girl she, I was like, this girl knows everything. She was so cool. Yeah, it's, like, it's like master.
1: Mastermind level, <laughs> knowledge yeah, because they obviously. ask
0: such broad questions, isn't it? It's not like you can just go, "Oh, I'm into like '90s techno pop." Like you're you're being asked <laughs> across such a broad range of years yeah. and types of music. And yeah, I was just super impressed by their knowledge. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and,
1: and, then, and it was
0: familiar faces. Julia's back. It was um, yeah, Julia's fun. fantastic.
1: And then of course, every episode continues the tradition of ending with a duet, where we see the two artists that have joined the episode do a duet of a famous song. So yeah, it's a tight half an hour. It's comedy. It's quiz. It's like legitimately smart people, it's incredibly talented musicians to get your weekend started. So, yeah. so
0: if it had, did you say it was on air for nearly ten years or over ten years on SBS? Yeah, yeah. and it's coming back. So it's a, that's a lot for a quiz show, like or an Australian quiz show and or light entertainment. Maybe the fact that it's a blend of the music and the quiz is why it's so. Broadly appealing and was such a popular thing back in the day and hence why we've brought it back.
1: Unfortunately, we don't have a ton of, like, variety television shows anymore. Like, we've got SNL on binge.
0: But local ones, yeah, like Melbourne Tonight or...
1: (laughs) The the, the days of, like, the big variety show that brought everyone together kind of are a little past us besides big events like New Year's Eve or Ritey Gras and things like that. So, yeah, I kind of like that Rockwiz ticks all these little boxes. The other thing that I learned while, while I worked at SBS, Rockwiz was well up and running by the time I started at SPS, but I Realize how passionate the fans of this show are. So obviously another reason to bring it back, there's this amazing, passionate audience. But even when the show wasn't on air anymore, they were still doing touring shows. They were still, you know, filling up Facebook and Twitter accounts. So yeah, the brand never really died, even if it did go off air for a few years. Yeah, we're just so excited to have new episodes. And yeah, if you're not familiar with it, jump straight in, you'll absolutely figure out what's going on. But if you wanted to even get like more of a taste, not to send people to a different platform, but a lot of the great duets are on the Rockwiz youtube site so some of them have like tens of millions of views as well so you can quickly go on a little yeah youtube dive to just get a taste of this this amazing show which does create these brilliant performances while also being a lot of fun quiz show
0: i like this suggestion as well the fact we're talking about this because it's just it talks to the kind of range of things that we have on Binge you know we often talk about the premium dramas or the big New movies, but from Bake Off to Grand Designs, sometimes you're in the mood for a bit more lean back, or like you said, you're winding into the weekend, and this is something that helps you relax
1: or little palate cleanser between some heavy dramas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or you've had a busy, stressful week, and you just kind of want to start to feel relaxed and get into the vibe of a weekend. And music's a great way to do that. So, yeah, I'm really glad this is back back on Aussie television, and yeah, it's cool that we've got it on the platform. And John, one of the things I always loved and remembered about Rock Wiz was the fact that it was you know. Of Melbourne, off the street, shot in a Melbourne pub, and this one still stayed true to that vibe. It has been produced and made in Melbourne, and you feel like you are doing pub trivia, which is always so fun. So I love that that element's still there.
1: The first episode, which is streaming for you right now, stars none other than Jimmy Barnes. Little Australian music icon Jimmy Barnes is in the first episode. New episodes dropping every Friday on Binge, and multiple great artists to, to check out every week. So enjoy it the award-winning australian music quiz show is back revamped remixed and dialed up to 11 in a brand new home it's everything you love Long-running British murder mystery *Death in Paradise* receives the spin-off treatment in *Beyond Paradise*, as it follows Detective Inspector Humphrey Goodman, portrayed by fan favourite Chris Marshall, as he relocates from tropical Saint Marie to the sleepy Devon seaside.
0: You're the new fellow at Shipton Station. Everyone's talking about. Yes,
1: yes, I am. So, so what are they saying?
0: <laughs> A bit odd.
1: Ali, be *Death in Paradise*. I'm going to get these. <laughs> I'm going to fall over myself with these. *Death in Paradise*, long-running, incredibly popular. British murder mystery we have tons of it for you to enjoy on binge including the newest seasons
0: yeah season 12 which I think is only just going out now isn't
1: it it's just finished just finished yeah so the entire most recent season is available for you to binge and of course it leads perfectly into the spin-off which starts this weekend beyond paradise so for people who aren't familiar maybe explain death in paradise before yeah. we get to the spin-off yeah
0: so Death in Paradise it's set in the fictional town of Saint Marie, a little bit like Saint Martin or some kind of Caribbean beautiful location and it's a little bit like Doctor Who in the the <laughs> <laughs> it's not the, go the on. Doctor how is
1: it like Doctor
0: <laughs> Who How am I going to explain it? I think the Brits are good at this. Basically they swap out who the detective is. But it's not like necessarily like hey, today he was John and today he's Ali, something happens to in the storyline. So in the first um You know, the first detective I think was there for the first three seasons or so. And then the second detective that comes into Death and Paradise is played by Chris Marshall and he was in it for many, many seasons and it is in Beyond Paradise that Chris Marshall's detective character is back. So he's moved from the sunshine to the still sunny but maybe not so warm, um, the, coastline the of Devon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those of you that might not know Chris Marshall by name, he was in Love Actually and lots of other things, a you know, really great um, English actor. It would be interesting to see in this how it changes from the Caribbean vibe to the British vibe. What did you think of that transition, John, as they've kind of done this spin-off?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because part of the appeal of Death in Paradise obviously is fumbling British cop in Beautiful Paradise, hence the name. Fish out of water. (laughs) Chris Marshall is also kind of a fish out of water. So he was in season three to six of of Death in Paradise. He falls in love with his fiancée Martha. They move back to London in the world of Death in Paradise and then him and Martha have now moved to Devon for a new job. So he's kind of a fish out of water again in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's very like small town, kooky characters.
0: Like Doc Martin, kind of vibe.
1: <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. One of the reviews, yeah. I think, calls it like Death in Paradise meets Doc Martin. Um, obviously, Doc Martin wasn't solving crimes, but it's that like vibe.
0: The Brits do this so well, don't they? I said in the intro that it's a bit of like an armchair detective, but it's this. Kind of a case a week, contained story murder, in this case it's happening in every episode with the thread of the familiar characters and the building story of the detectives and the other staff and stuff and friends and family that he's working with. So you've still got that overarching story up but really you know what you're going to get with each episode. I think it's part of the reason it's so popular In Australia, Death in Paradise premieres on Binge. As you said before, I think we're up to season 12. Then the ABC go about a year later and there are some various seasons across multiple streaming platforms. But we've got a collection, I think, of 10 series or seasons of this. So if you love Death in Paradise, you can certainly start with the season that Chris Marshall's character comes in on Binge in season 3 and take yourself all the way up to season 12. If you like this and you didn't know we had it, but equally, if you're looking for that next really easy to consume popular British detective drama. I recommend you get into Death in Paradise if you haven't discovered it already. And I'm glad they're doing a slightly fresh take on this. You know, I feel like this could actually, if it works, I'm assuming they could take it to lots of other places too.
1: I actually only learned this phrase recently and I'm sure it's been around for a while. All these kind of shows, including novels and all that sort of stuff, fall into the cozy mystery genre, yeah. um, which I didn't realize was a term until until quite recently. But yes, cozy mystery I think sums up uh, Beyond Paradise and Death, Death in Paradise.
0: How many episodes have we got? It's it, it's coming kind of fast track from the UK. so it's is it dropping probably once a week like
1: it does on the BBC? Yes, so there's six episodes in the first season of Beyond Paradise, and we're dropping a new episode each Saturday, uh, starting from this Saturday, uh, March fourth, depending on when you're listening to us. So, why shipped an habit. Well, Martha, my fiance, was born here. Please try not to create any more havoc. I just prefer girl fashion policing. Everything is not quite what it seems. We were trying to prove something that never actually happened. Back on the case.
0: Well, John, we've talked about the new things landing on binge this week and Beyond Paradise and Rock Wiz, but I always love this little part of the podcast where it's just a chance for us to talk about things that maybe aren't brand new but are our favorites, the kind of tips we give our friends and colleagues when we say, Go searching, looking for this. There's so many shows on Binge, sometimes it's hard to find everything. So this is our shortcut to what's good. What have you got for us this week?
1: Well, you won't be surprised what I'm about to talk about, but uh, it is new to Binge as of this week, but the show itself is nearly 40 years old. And we just talked about another quiz show. I am, of course, talking about Jeopardy. uh, We just talked about The Pillars of John. This is going to be
0: like the foundation stone.
1: I feel like I've spent two years trying to get Jeopardy on Binge, but very excited that we finally got it. (laughs) I feel like, I was about to say, if you're not familiar with it, but I feel like even if you've never watched the show, it's so permeated culture, you definitely have seen snippets of it. Basically, it's a very long-running, incredibly successful US game show where you give the answers in the form of a question so there's topics and it's like u.s presidents and then it gives some clue and then you go who was bill clinton but it is incredibly compelling much like rock quiz and mastermind and those kind of shows the bar to get on the show is quite high so it's really really smart people and i i love watching smart people be smart
0: can we talk about that because i whenever i've watched jeopardy i thought how because there's a lot of genres you can choose from and topic areas yeah
1: it's incredibly broad
0: which i love because like if you're really good at something you can really get quite a specific go into yeah. the specifics but i have i have wondered how smart they are so that's the thing is it that they
1: have to go through like, to go through tests and stuff to just qualify to um, be on the show so it's like the selective school of quiz yeah. shows yeah ah, okay that
0: makes sense yeah
1: incredibly broad topics i do like to remind people that like it's a u.s show but it's they actually do a really good job of not making it feel particularly u.s centric at least in in the topics it's incredibly entertaining It's 20 minutes a day. We're going to drop a new episode every Monday to Friday. And yeah, I kind of hope it's just in the same way with Rockwiz and that sort of tapestry of things that you watch on streaming services. I kind of hope that uh, people might just add this to their routine as a little thing they watch when they get home or when they're having dinner or...
0: Yeah. John, I love that. Obviously, our backgrounds, lots of different types of television, but we've both had a stint in free-to-air television, and we see that in streaming as well. People are often looking for a little bit of gateway television before they settle in for more you know, focused viewing, but sometimes there's a bit of background or as you're getting kind of winding into the night, like it would have been with TV, you know, putting on something around the news or before you kind of sit down for prime time. And I love that you've sought out and found things like this. We often talk about always having a sitcom on the go, so you feel like there's always something you can dip into and I feel like Jeopardy and some of these other variety shows and things that you're buying helping people find those types of things that they might have used to watch on free-to-air. Mm,
1: it is great co-viewing because you kind of, you know, you want to shout out the answer and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> it's a great, like, family watch as well or, uh, you know, watch with your partner or whatever. Your so. neighbours
0: must know you're pretty smart if you if it's John sitting there shouting at the yeah, TV. They're and... always
1: just hearing the the theme, the theme tune every night at 7pm.
0: Guys, for John's birthday the other day I bought him a Jeopardy T-shirt. I got it in the... <laughs> In the Sony lot in LA last year, and I've been hiding it for for a year, maybe saving it up for his birthday. That's how big a fan of Jeopardy is. So, yeah, super cool. And since this fun. is
1: an audio podcast, let's pretend I'm wearing it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jeopardy is on binge for you right now, and like I said, we're gonna we're dropping a new episode every day. So hopefully, it just becomes part of your television uh, routine. In one of her early appearances
0: on our program, Kara Spock from Chicago, Illinois, said that she, if she won, would wind up putting a picture of me on your refrigerator. Did that happen? It did happen, Alex. I had a laminated picture of you from a parade in Pittsburgh in the late 1980s. I pulled it out and. Uh, All right. Am I magnetized? Is that's what's keeping me up there? You are magnetized. So at one point, you were uh, held up by a sticker for a ham company, which I. Characters from movies, you identify the movie. Characters from movies, 400. 1987, Inigo Montoya, Prince Humperdinck, Fezzik.
1: Buddy. What is The Princess Bride? Yes, great movie.
0: John, one of the things I love so much about telly is when stuff that's happening in real life crashes in with what you love to watch or things that you're following. So it's the stuff that's kind of a bit newsy or gets everyone talking. And I'm gonna just mention quickly, if I can sneak in too, sorry to break the rules, but two things that we've talked previously about on the podcast but are really timely at the moment. So the first one is uh, the film Everything Everywhere All at Once, which this week we've had um, in the ro- in the lead-up to the Oscars, you might go, God, there's a different award show every week, but each one kind of covers a different type of screen craft or focuses on a different area. But Oscar voting hasn't started yet and it- after this week's SAG Awards, Which, yeah, kind of one of the more prestigious of the follow of the kind of leading awards. It's officially Oscar voting season. And the sags are a pretty good indication of what we can expect um, for the Oscars as well, or a kind of a leading indicator. So, Everything Everywhere All at Once has won the SAG Award for Best Film. Um, this is a bit of a parallel universe story for a Chinese person who's got multiple versions of themselves happening in the metaverse. But so there's bits of it where people have described it where they're going, What have I just watched? But I think it's got 11 nominations at this year's Oscars being very talked about. So, maybe check that out on the homepage on Binge and has been very popular the last few weeks. The other one is a documentary series we talked about last year, I think, John, and you and I love a true crime show. We've got a great collection on binge, like literally thousands of episodes of true crime. We get great content from investigation discovery, from crime investigation channels, but we also get these kind of prestige true crime series. And one of the best ones to hit last year from HBO was called Low Country, The Murder Dynasty. And this has been kind of going off anyone that follows news cycles over the weekend in America. The focus of the documentary, which is a family man called Alex Murdur, it's he's actually been on trial. And the trial is happening right now in the U.S. And it's getting that kind of blanket tabloid coverage that the, the U.S. news networks do um, so famously. So if you've heard a little bit about this, there's a, a, um, a documentary that's also on Netflix. This is one of the most Googled terms over the weekend, the Murdo family It's spelled M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H, so it sounds a bit like murder or Murdoch, but it's actually spelt murder. And we've got a three part, really cool deep dive into this. So even if you've watched some of the other coverage that's going around about this, I'd really recommend it. But this is a really interesting story of a very privileged family living in rural America, who kind of were the kings of the town over many generations. And Alex Murdo, the father, is accused and standing trial of murdering his wife, Maggie, and his son, one of his two sons, Paul. The story starts in a complicated accident as well a boat accident so there's lots of different things happening in this family it kind of traces their privilege and and the story of their influence on this town so anyway i'm speaking for too long check it out if you love prestige true kind documentaries if you think love things like making a murder or the jinx or the staircase i highly recommend you check out low country
1: yeah low country kind of flew under the radar a little bit but the interest is spiking now because this um court case is happening in the us but yeah brilliant documentary and amazing access like the cam footage and the cctv footage and it's all relatively recent as well so yeah yeah, it's really recent isn't it it's incredible
0: and the town folk kind of open up and there's because this family's been like the dynastic family in the town for such a long time kind of yellowstone era ish in terms of there being the big 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 guns in town um
1: yeah, it's almost yeah, it's it's a, like a small town succession or Yellowstone kind of, the power <laughs> the family wielded and now these crimes have sort of derailed their privilege and power.
0: Yeah, and, everything. and you know, yeah. influence on the police and all the rest of it. So anyway, super, super digestible three-part series you can watch this
1: weekend. A prominent family here in South Carolina dead after what's being called a double homicide. The Murdochs have had control of Hampton County for so long, they've built a relative empire. Money position power kings of uh, the low country where the Murdochs go death seems to follow okay this week on skip intro we discussed the new rock Wiz. we talked about the spin-off beyond paradise i recommended you check out jeopardy and ali reminded us of everything everywhere all at once and the true crime series low country the Murdor dynasty all of these are streaming for you now on binge which of course you can find on your favorite device I'm John Boyle, joined every week by Ali Herbert Burns. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was produced by Dan Barrett with audio editing and mixing by Chris Yates. And we'll be back next week with more Skip Intro.